Well, welcome to another episode of Millennials in Ministry. I'm your host, Erin Lashley, and I'm so excited to have on the show with me today, Theo Barry. And uh, welcome to the show, Theo. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I'm a yeah. fan. I, I am genuinely a fan. <laughs> so it's awesome for me to even be on this podcast. So thank you. Cool. Cool. You know what? I came across your feed, actually. I think we're mutual friends with Dear Young Preacher. I don't yes. know if you... Yeah, yes. Okay. A friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. And so um, I saw you and then I saw what you were doing. I saw the great uh, YouTube channel that you and your fiance do, which I hope that you talk a little bit about that yeah. um, and just thought that you'd be great to connect with. So uh, the first question I want to ask you is, you know, a lot of my friends want to know, usually when there's a couple, you know, how did you guys meet? And what's the story behind that? Like, how did you pop the question? And how did you guys start your YouTube channel? Tell us um, about you a little bit. Yeah, so uh, I have known Yezo since um, we were nine. We were nine years old um, in wow. elementary school um, in the fourth yeah. grade together. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she she didn't know me. Um, I knew her. <laughs> um, so And this is a very true story. So I would run home every single day and talk uh -huh. to my grandmother. And me and my grandmother, we had a great bond. Um, so I would yeah. talk to her, um, and I would tell her about this girl. And she'd be like, you want to talk to her? And I'm like, nah, she wouldn't want a guy like me. And <laughs> so I never talked to her, never talked to her at uh -huh. all. We went to middle school together, never mm -hmm. spoke to her. Um, we went to two different high schools. Um, and then freshman year of college, um, I think I followed her on Snapchat. And really? then we started talking, and here we are. And so yeah um, wow so it began we started a relationship and yeah um, and it matched up what we wanted to do um That's i think cool. we probably had the most coming together moment um when um <clears throat> she started talking to me telling me what she wanted to do and i told her what i wanted to do and it's tough because you know me wanting to be a preacher not everybody not every female sure hop on board with it so I know. Um, she hopped on board with it, and so it became easy. And our relationship That's has been easy. Um, but how I popped the question, um, she probably could tell the story better, uh, way more romantic <laughs> than I could, because I think it's just a normal thing. Uh, um, but uh, so we, my brother is a photographer, and so okay. we planned a photo shoot. And But he kept, like, po postponing it, postponing it, postponing it, postponing uh -huh. it. And I'm like, yeah. I really can't wait to pop this sweat, like I want to get married to this woman. Right. So, um, one night, uh, I transformed our apartment into like a restaurant, and I moved the table. I transformed the entire um, apartment, and yeah. so um, I created a menu and everything. It wasn't really a menu; it was one option. But yeah. <laughs> um, I made dinner. But it, it felt like a menu. Right, I'm it sure. felt like a menu. Yeah. Um, and I made dinner, and um, after dinner, I gave her a receipt and everything. She's still old. Really? Yeah. Uh, she paid her <laughs> bill. But at the end of the receipt, it said, um, uh, I forget exactly the words I wrote. Uh, I know it said, I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And it's ended with turn around. And when she turned around, I proposed. Wow. So, yeah. it was That's pretty really cool. creative. Man. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the photo shoot was supposed to be the way it was going to go, but I couldn't wait. Okay. But as long as uh, he was taken with it, so. Yeah, well, yeah. she has the rest of her life to pay off that bill, too, yeah, so you got does. her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting her skip out on it, though. It's yeah, well, tell us about your YouTube channel, because you and her have a YouTube channel, yes. which I really enjoy, by the way. I've watched Thank quite you. a few episodes and love what you guys are doing. So tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Um, So um, we have a YouTube channel called Almost Berries. Um, I came up with that name, great name. 
Um, but uh, so it's called Almost Berries. And what we do um, is we, we do Sorry. Um, That's okay. <laughs> it's myself, it's uh, Yazel, and our two dogs. And so, okay. um, it's like a family. Um, and it really, what we try to do is show that it's okay to be young and a Christian couple and, mm. and do the things we do. We have so much fun, but we love God. And um, every Monday I post a short sermon, um, cool. 10 to 12 minutes. Um, Yazel yeah. does devotionals and, and I get special guests if I can to come, you know, give a short sermon or whatnot. Um, it's just to inspire people. And we don't do the other YouTube channel things, like the pranks. I don't believe in doing. We don't prank each other on the regular. Um, okay. One thing that we've uh, made certain is that we stay true to us and um, to show that we love God and our young people who can do it. So yeah, that's what I, I love about. that. I love it. I love it. That's that's Thank great. You. And congratulations, by the way, on being engaged. I wish you guys all the best. Thank for sure. you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So uh, next question I have for you is just like you said, it's not not everybody wants to be a pastor, yeah. you know, but that's something that's definitely deep in your heart and in your family's heart as you guys grow into a family. So how did you get into that? Where did that desire come from? Um, so uh, I've always wanted to be two things and it was a singer and a pastor. Um, and mm -hmm. I've wanted that since kindergarten. And once when I hit puberty, my voice got deeper and singing went out the window. <laughs> um, but as a kid, I would always preach. I would, you know, me and my cousins, we would play church and I was always okay. the one preaching and I would come up with these sermons and not knowing that they actually made sense. Um, yeah. but, and I would come up with them and I loved being around pastors. I loved being in discussion with it. And um, wow. so growing up, that's what I wanted to be. Now, being a teenager, I had the rebellion stage, or um, I think a lot of us have. Um, yeah. But I came back to it. Um, and then uh, around a couple years ago, my pastor, he made me the youth leader of my church. And cool. um, I never thought I would be a preaching, though. Um, and then a couple weeks after he made me the youth leader, he says, you know what? Um, you're going to preach on Sunday. And he goes, he goes, uh, it's, it's nothing big, just at least 25 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> nothing big, 25 that minutes. That seems like a lifetime. <laughs> he's like, it's your Sunday. Nobody else is preaching. Nobody else is I'm like, wow. wow. And so I did it. And the moment I did it, I fell in love with doing it. And um, wow. so I've been doing it since. Um, I love preaching. I would go places and preach. Anybody who asks yeah. me to preach, whether I don't look one, I don't look for money doing it. I don't look for recognition. I just love doing it. Um, yeah. So, and I think that's why um, Yezel has understood is real, and mm -hmm. that I just have a passion for doing it. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I just grew into it, and I'm still growing into it as well. That's super cool. Yeah. So you you have a really cool story about your grandmother and how you grew up, and you know, being adopted. I know your grandmother had something to do with you even wanting to be a pastor. Yes. And tell us a little bit about that, because you have a very powerful uh, story yeah, so, on, on the power of love. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, my, uh, my parents, my uh, biological parents, um, they were drug addicts. Um, and so me and my brothers, uh, we grew up in Philadelphia, well, born in Philadelphia. Um, okay. And my parents were drug addicts. And we had a situation where the house burned down and, um, and everything like that. So child protective uh, services took us away um and so that's where my grandmother come in place she's not really my grandmother but um we mm -hmm. called her my grandmother she was 64 years old 
when she wow. took me at the age of three, wow. along with my other brother as well. And then her daughter took my other two brothers as well. So we all stayed wow. close. So, um, which was amazing. By the yeah, way. it's That's, a miracle. Um, in yeah. Um, and it, she was going to take all four of us, but hmm. her daughter wouldn't let her do that. So they took two. Yeah. My grandmother took two. And so, wow. <clears throat> excuse me. And so um, with that happening, a 64-year-old raising a three-year-old, she had to go back to work. Uh, she was retired. Wow. Um, she had to go back to work and she would take, and I, I had complications as a kid. Um, mm -hmm. I had speech impediments, didn't know how to write, read, anything like that. So she wow. took me to her job and she worked at a hotel. She was a, jam uh, a housekeeper at a hotel. Mm -hmm. So she would um, take me to the laundry room, put a blanket down, and give me like writing books, and I would have to write everything out. Wow. And so she actually taught me everything, the basics wow. of everything. So, and after a while, she, I mean, me not knowing, she really didn't know how to read that well. Um, I didn't mm. know that. Um, yeah. But, <clears throat> so she taught me everything I knew. And so um, growing up, it was kind of difficult because, you know, everybody else is, has their parents around and the, you know, senior, I was a football player. So senior day in high school, um, mm. <clears throat> people are walking out with their parents, with the roles and everything like that. And um, my grandmother really, you know, she didn't like football, so she wasn't really at my football games or anything like that. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> So it, it was kind of difficult. Um, it was kind of hard to, you know, um, forgive my parents or really yeah. um, understand them. Um, but I did, the first time I can remember meeting my mother was, uh, I was 17. Um, wow. And she moved from Philadelphia to Baltimore. And she came to our Christmas. My grandmother invited her to Christmas dinner. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was my first time meeting her was on a Christmas day. Um, wow. And I, I've said all of three words to her that day. <laughs> I can just, mm -hmm. I can admit to it. I've said all of yeah. three words to her. Um, I'm sure. And it wasn't really a, me being angry. I think it was more so, I don't know you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I don't really know who you are or anything like that. And it, it, it took yeah. time. I mean, it, it took me realizing. And uh, I can't say I fully have forgiven her um but Yezel works on that with me almost every day um but it's to the point where I I'm at the point where I understand um and then it comes you know I I, I turned um 18 and I got they handed me over my files of everything they yeah. had in child protective uh, services and I see yeah. and honestly I thank my mother because um it turns out my mother was raised by the woman who raised me <laughs> so wow. it was my mother who actually recommended the child protective services to give her a call um mm. so and so it's to her i thank her because my grandmother raised me if that right. if i hope i didn't confuse anybody but no i got yeah. you i follow so i honestly it, i can thank her and i can understand her um but i'm still working on forgiveness forgiveness is never okay. easy and i'm i'm learning that it's never yeah. easy um because there's a lot of things i feel like i was deprived of because i didn't have parents yeah um, but and i was uh, gonna ask you that like it yeah. was there any like growing up did you feel like you were at a disadvantage and then how did you work yeah. through that um, as a youngster a disadvantage i wouldn't say a disadvantage um because my whatever i felt uh not alone is in the sense i didn't have like my parents um i think yeah. my grandmother she would love me that much more and hmm. she showed me that um, 
you really don't need your parents. And one thing she always taught me and my brothers is you, we, we have to use it as motivation. And um, yeah. some people will use it as motivation in the wrong sense. Um, mm -hmm. But I've used it as motivation to the point where I don't, when I do have a family, I'm not going to do that same thing. Um, yeah. So you got to kind of break the curse along the line. And yeah. so that's what I use it as motivation. But as a disadvantage, I don't ever think so. I, I think I was raised by the best person in the world. Uh, wow. I think I was instilled with probably the best qualities that nobody else could have instilled in me. So, um, yeah, I, I think it happened for a reason. So I don't think yeah. I was at a disadvantage. That's really cool. And that's a great perspective to have, you know, yeah. because I think there's people that maybe either have gone through similar situations as you um, or worse, you know, and they carry a chip on their shoulder and it right. keeps them from doing a lot, you know, but when you have that type of perspective that you have, and I love that you talk about your grandmother because anyone who knows me for a little bit of time knows that I was very inspired by my grandmother as well, right. as far as just a heart for ministry. Um, and she's just great, you know, so it's just so cool to hear about your grandmother yeah. um, because the, how you, how you treat your family members like lives beyond their lifetime. Right. You know, my grandma has since passed, but she was, she, I talk about her all the time. Like she's more well known. I feel like today than she was when she was living, exactly. you know, yeah. isn't it funny how that happens? Yeah. Um, but I want to ask you this too, cause you, you told me that your favorite topic to talk about is the power of yes. love. Now, why would you say that and, and speak about that topic a little bit for us? Um, I feel like, we are in a world at this moment in time where it's so much division and everybody, instead of trying to heal it, we try to show more contrast with, between the yeah. two people. Um, and so, and it, it was the way I was, I mean, I raised in a household where not everybody was the same. Not everybody mm -hmm. could have the same exact beliefs or I was raised in a household where we thought for ourselves, it wasn't a, this is the way to think. No, I mean, yeah. we're going to love you with whatever decision you make. We're going to stand yeah. behind you and we're going to love you. Um, and mm -hmm. I feel like we're in a world right now where we don't have any of that. That is completely mm -hmm. gone. And yeah. there's a, a lack of compassion, a lack of empathy. Um, and there's a, a, a higher sense of ignorance. And no one wants to listen to the other person or show the other person some love. And... Mm -hmm. And even in the church, and it concerns me that we have shifted away from love. And so mm -hmm. I love talking about the power of love because I feel like mm -hmm. love can heal anything. Love can heal any mm -hmm. division. Um, and and I will bring it back to my relationship with Yazel. We can get in an argument, but the foundation is the fact that we love each other, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have that love foundation, it's always going to heal anything you're going through. Hmm. Um, and so we can't break that foundation. Right, right. So if my foundation in a relationship with you is love, then not even just a, a relational type love, but just the, you know, I love you as a human being. I love you because yeah. God created you the same way he made me. So right, right. I, I love you because you're a work of God. So yeah. if we can go into a situation thinking that, then I think we'll yeah. get a lot more done. We'll move the agenda of God a lot more than yeah. where we are at this moment in time. But there are some people who are moving the agenda with love. Mm -hmm. um, but I just think mm -hmm. it needs to be more of us. So that's why I love speaking on love because I feel like yeah. it's an infection. Um, if I show you that we can conquer this with love, I feel like you're going to go into your next situation and conquer your situation with love as well. Yeah, so I love that. I love speaking on it. 
one thing I think about the power of love, like I love what you're talking about. Love. I keep saying love. Like how many times can I say love? Right. right? How but, many times can we say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I constantly think about when it comes to love is is the verse that says, "And they will know that you are my disciples because of your love for one another." And what's interesting, even when it comes to the world today, and you know, like like you said, there's a lack of empathy, there's a lack of compassion. Everyone has a very strong opinion about things, and we're all entitled to an opinion, you know, like God created us individually because we think very different, you know, and I think that there's beauty behind that. But what one thing I think gets lost is that, you know, Jesus died for the person who was murdered, but he also died for the person who murdered him. Yep. And that's where we miss it. Like, I yep. think that's that powerful moment. And so there's powerful testimonies where families who lost a son or lost a loved one from somebody murdering forgives the murderer. And that's what God does. You know, it doesn't make sense. You don't want to do it in your natural way of thinking. But like you said, that foundation of love is what changes the world because nobody in their right mind would love the person who murdered, you know what I'm saying? But and, God would. And it's such a special topic, when, especially when you say it like that, because yeah. um, you see parents today, you know, hugging the the kid in the courtroom that shot their son. And people yeah. go, that is so insane. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's that off because if hmm. let's, let's look at it. Uh, Jesus was on the cross and literally said, forgive them. Yeah. So they know not what they do. And so that's why it's like, I don't think it's that far off. I think we're just yeah. missing it when it comes yeah. to love. Like, I, I'm going to yeah. love you. I'm going to love you enough to forgive you. And yeah. um, so I, I think that it's such a powerful topic. Um, yeah. it's, it's such hard, though, for people to, yeah. to get. And I, as we grow, I think they will. Mm -hmm. Totally. So one question I like to ask all the people I interview is, you know, what piece of advice would you give to other millennials who want to make an impact in their community? Um, t to not give up doing it. Um, that's my biggest advice is you're going to get so many distractions, especially being young. There's going to be so many yeah. distractions. There's going to be people who think you're crazy for going down that path. There's going to be people who would rather make fun of you for going down that path. There's going to be people um, who want to say, man, that's not making no money. This will make some money. Uh, but yeah. it's more important, to, in my opinion, to stick with it and to have faith in it. Um, and, and that's what I would pass on to the next person is to yeah. stick with it um, because it's worth it in the end. That's good. That's good. Well, if anybody wants to follow you, stay in touch with you, subscribe to you yes. and Yates' uh, YouTube channel, what's the best way to stay in touch with you guys? Um, stay in touch with us. Um, well, you can follow me on Instagram um, at Theoberry underscore. Um, my fiance is Yazel.Nicole on Instagram, and you can find us on YouTube at Almost Berries. Please subscribe. Um, we have some yes. great stuff coming up too, so please subscribe. Yes, good, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on a, another episode of Millennials in Ministry. You did great. I love the topic. Love the insight you gave. Appreciate you, and Appreciate we'll talk you to well. you again next time. Thank you, everybody. Have a good one. Stay blessed.